everybody. Welcome to another edition of Ocean State Sidelines. Uh, that song was Just Push Play, and we are ready to just push play on the college basketball season. That's what this edition of the podcast is all about. We uh, it's, sat- it's Saturday. I believe it's Saturday. It's been a busy week. It's Saturday as we record this. <laughs> so no high school football talk this week. We'll be back to that next week as we get to the playoffs. Uh, we are all ready for the college hoop season, which gets going on Tuesday. First off, we'll do quick intros. He's Will Gagan, sports editor of The Independent. I always forget this. I'm Brendan McGare of the uh, Pawtucket Times when socket calling. Yes, this is our college basketball edition. It feels like the preseason has gone on forever, but finally, and I do mean finally, the teams will start playing for keeps on Tuesday night. It's a busy slate, though, for all of our uh, local teams all in action. And we'll begin, Will, with the uh, Rhodey Rams, and uh, it's a year two of the David Cox era, and uh, we'll see if they can make a jump forward here. Yeah, year of uh, relatively high expectations for them. I, you know, after last year, a lot of unknowns as they went into the year, a lot of ups and downs, and <clears throat> finished pretty strong. Uh, you know, run, you know, run at the end of the regular season, got on a little streak, made it to the A10 semis, kind of ran out of steam there. Uh, but certainly, I think the, the expectation with them picked top four in the A10 preseason poll is to be in the mix for an NCAA uh, tournament at large bid, a return to the tournament, which uh, would be the third time in four years if they can get there. No question. You know, they have a nice core group, you know, a nice three-headed monster. I like to say of Jeff Downs, Cyril Langevin, and Fats Russell, guys who were there when URI was winning A-10, you know, conference championships and uh, postseason tournaments and going to the NCAAs. And those three, if they're going to do anything this year, those are the three that are going to lead the Rams. Yep, all of them earned preseason all-conference honors. Uh, so, I mean, that, you know, if you look at it that way, you're looking at three of the top players in the league. Um, and and that's when you have that on one team, you should have high expectations. So those guys, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, Langevine and Doughton, I think would be potentially only one of if they were if they were to get to the NCAA tournament for the third time in four years. There are only two other players in program history who have done that, Uh, so that would be a big achievement for for them. They're looking to get back there. They're officially, you know, they're the leaders of this team now. I think last year they took on that mantle. Maybe they weren't quite ready for that. They had never had to be those alpha dogs before. They're ready for it now. They know what they want to do. Uh, They know what they have to do. Fats Russell. Has played well in the preseason by all accounts. Uh, David Cox had a lot of praise for him after the exhibition game. A little more inf- efficient than last year, uh, shooting the ball a little bit better. So those three, they are going to drive the bus. Uh, the question now is about the depth, and there was some news uh, yesterday on Friday that impacts that depth. Antoine Walker, the Georgetown transfer, Jeremy Shepard, the JUCO transfer, who had been at East Carolina. Both had their waiver claims from the NCAA denied, uh, so that Shepard is not expected to play all year. Walker uh, will be out until the end of the first semester. Which, yeah, that's a tough loss for URI because, you know, the Rams have a brutal non-conference schedule. You know, between next week they at Maryland and home games against PC and uh, Alabama. It's uh, There's a lot of tests there, so yep. not to have uh, Antoine Walker for those games, that's a huge loss, but that's just going to mean uh, the sophomores of the group, Ty- Tyrese Martin and Jermaine Harris, they're going to have to step up. Yeah, I mean, Tyrese Martin, big big freshman year last year, and I think is poised for stardom. He's looked great in the preseason. Uh, he can be a big-time player for them. Jermaine Harris, still they're still waiting kind of on him to, to break out. Uh, he has to has to play better. They'll need a lot from Dana Tate off the bench. They're pretty comfortable with him as a sixth man. Beyond that, they're going to be relying on some some freshmen early, um, which they did not necessarily plan on. Uh, so you're looking at, at basically for the non-conference portion of the season, you're looking at the same 
same group he had last year almost. And all those freshmen, well, just maybe your impressions, uh, Jacob uh, Topin, you know, watching him against uh, Rick last week. Yeah, he's uh, he's certainly athletic. Uh, the, the brother of Obi Toppin from Dayton, uh, who's a, the top NBA prospect in the league. Uh, Jacob, you know, came in not, not at, maybe not quite as high a rated recruit, but uh, has a lot of athleticism. He's grown since, just since he's gotten to URI. His legs are, I think, about as tall as I am. Uh, <laughs> it's just, they just go on forever. Um, so they're, you know, he's a, a guy with a lot of potential. Um, you also have Gregor, Gregory Hammond, who uh, is a pretty athletic guard. Um, who's who's going to be relied upon now, especially with with Jeremy Shepard out. Um, so those two, Mikai Long is pretty comfortable as a freshman. Um, we'll see what he can do, and then they also have a JUCO transfer, DJ Johnson, who can provide some depth inside. I think you know we mentioned uh, in previous podcasts how URI was picked to finish fourth in the uh, preseason poll. Any other year, I think. Well, we mentioned the, how top heavy and how experienced the the group is. I think they would have been picked even closer to the top. But that speaks to me the depth of the league and how it's improved from last year. Yeah, absolutely. It's the A10 is expecting big things this year. They're they're hoping to get back to you know a, a few teams, at least three in the NCAA tournament, maybe four if they can. Um, so definitely, they're they're looking for some some big improvement after the the league was on the young side last year and. You could see that, but you could see things started a trend in the right direction toward the end of the last year for some teams. VCU has a lot of guys back. Dayton has a bunch of transfers coming in. Talented team. Davidson, a bunch of guys back, including John Axel Gudmanson. Uh, and then you have URI fourth. I mean, even St. Bonaventure in, in fifth is kind of a, a shock when you see it. You say, well, that makes sense given who's ahead of them. But they were a really good team. They knocked URI out in the, in the semis last year. Uh, so... Yeah, a lot, lot of strength in the A-10. Uh, it'll be fun to watch how that plays out. So there are high expectations down in Kingston, and there are also high, expect, high expectations for the Province Friars as well as we uh, transition to the uh, Big East. Uh, you know, the good news is the Friars, they open their season Tuesday night at the dunk against Sacred Heart. They're getting healthy finally. It's been a preseason that has been disjointed largely between uh, Nate Watson being out with a knee injury, uh, Newcomer Luan Pimpkins dealt with a hamstring issue, Achilles injury for uh, Greg Gant, who was the only you know scholarship freshman on this year's roster. But you know Luan Pimpkins, he returned to practice recently. He actually played in the close scrimmage game out in Purdue last Sunday. Greg Gant is uh, participating on a light basis. Ed Cooley called him day to day on Thursday when we were up there. But uh, you know one thing about the Friars, they returned most of their team from a year ago. Some t- people will say that's a great thing. You know, a lot of continuity, but also, too, how much do you learn those lessons from a year ago? It was a step backwards for PC. There's no question about it. After five straight years of the making the NCAA tournament, the Friars were an NIT participant, bowed out rather meekly, losing at home to Arkansas. Can this team learn the lessons from a year ago and apply them and get better? And that will be the big challenge for Ed Cooley and his staff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was, it was certainly a step back given the way things had gone for them the previous few years. Um, not necessarily an, an unexpected step back with, with who they lost, with relying on a lot of freshmen like David Duke, like A.J. Reeves, who was you know, hurt a bunch of last year. Um, so certainly they'll, they'll be looking, looking for more this year. Curious to see uh, your thoughts on the preseason about those, the guys who were the freshmen last year. Do we have a, a big step forward for them this year? I, I, I've seen David Duke, you know, at least uh, when they played Stonehill a couple weeks ago and even in practice a couple times when out there, he's been more aggressive 
and there's been no indecision on his part. He's been getting the ball and just going and, and driving, going downhill. And it's a similar way that he played when he was on the Mass Rivals and when he was a standout at Classical and then later Cushing Academy. You know, he's he's a blur out there. There's no question about it. I think he's the most athletic player on the Friars roster. You get his get him the ball in, in transition, he's he's lethal. On the flip side, uh, you know, it's been kind of a struggle shooting-wise for A.J. Reeves. Uh, you know, he's had some good looks at threes, you know, both in practice and, you know, at the against Stonehill just hasn't knocked him down. The question is, if his shot isn't dropping, is that going to affect other parts of his game? Can he still be an effective offensive contributor? Because, you know, he's a big body. You know, he's got mm -hmm. a good foot first step as well, like David Duke. You know, can he be aggressive off the dribble too and realize there's other ways you can contribute offensively if the jump shot is not falling? Reeves set the bar so high last year with his performance early in the year, just, just raining threes early on. Uh, then he gets hurt. But certainly, you know, worlds of potential there, especially if he, if he can get that shot going. Uh, you know, one of the guys that sticks out to me, uh, obviously, is, is Luan Pipkins, the, the transfer from UMass. He, he torched the Friars a couple of times. And, Twice, back-to-back -back years. Yes, and now he, uh, he joins the party. So that, that's going to be a big addition, I think, for the Friars. And anybody who watched PC last year, they, knew, they know that how badly they struggled with point guard play and the stability of having such, you know, young players play in such a critical position, but having a fifth-year transfer come in and, you know, hopefully everything is fine health-wise with Pinkins, but if he can bring stability to that position, I think PC will definitely be in the NCAA tournament hunt come March. You know, the other uh, player we haven't touched upon, Alpha Diallo, uh, yeah. preseason first-team all-conference all pick, you know, all intents and purposes, he's made strides in the right direction. You know, one of his weaknesses a year ago was outside shooting. He's such a Swiss Army knife, but he can beat people off the dribble. He has a nice little, you know, free throw line extended jump shot. You know, can he extend the range? And also to develop into a leader, too. One thing that was another issue for the Friars a year ago was the leadership was kind of in a vacuum. You know, you really didn't know who was going to come from and it basically came down to, you know, the head coach and that was it. There was no real player, I thought, captain, so to speak, to kind of grab everybody to come together but uh, you know Alpha Diallo a four year player he's been through the Big East Wars Malik White another one Khalif Young another another senior and also too the uh, maybe maybe we're finally moving past the idea of Emmett Holt being a wild card mm. you know he's been healthy he's been you know a, st a steady contributor in both of the Friars preseason games against Stonehill and Purdue I think, uh, you know, people probably thought, you know, what can he give you this year? I think he would be a pleasant surprise by what was all said and done. Yeah, that will be great to see him back out there after some pretty serious health challenges for him. And then, you know, we touched, you touched upon Nate Watson with the injury. Uh, when he's back, big, big piece for the Friars. Big piece, big piece for the piece offensively. Not a lot of teams these days have, like, that low post score. They're going to dump the ball inside to, like, big guys. They love to shoot from the outside. Little guys, they like to dribble and try to get to the rim. Kind of like, you know, it's like the reversal, like a Fats Russell and a Nate Watson, so yep. to speak. But if Nate Watson is going to become a complete player, he has to have better, I think, attention on the defensive end, get the rebounding up, and then he'll be maybe in the conversation as one of the true best players in the Big East. And speaking of the Big East, uh, maybe a changing in the guard at the top? I mean, Villanova's been been there for what seems like ever at this point, the way they've they've been rolling, but Seton Hall... 
uh, getting a lot of love in the preseason. Seen Hall, uh, I think they're uh, like they were 12th in the AP preseason poll. Miles Powell, Ed Cooley coached him this summer and during the Pan Am games. He was able to see just how effective a player is. But kind of like the Atlantic 10, Will, the Big East is a lot better this year. Uh, mm-hmm. We talk about how it was kind of like a meek showing in the uh, NCAA tournament for both conferences. But two leagues that were relatively young a year ago, they got old because everybody came back. And with that experience means increased expectations. The Friars are old, but also the rest of the league is old as well. We're not just talking about, you know, Seton Hall, Xavier, a team that kind of come, came on late at the end of the year. Georgetown, they were had a lot of young pieces a year ago. Can they make a jump forward? And also, too, uh, Marcus Howard out in uh, Marquette. You know, he's one of the best scorers in the country. You know, yeah. there's a lot of talented players in the Big yeah, East and talented teams, so we'll see how the Friars uh, stack up as uh, November turns to December, and then, conference play begins yeah so that's uh that's the rams and the friars of course the uh the meeting for them is a friday night game this year in kingston all friday night lights uh i believe it's december 6th um so that will of course always uh always be a fun game and uh, the friday night adds a little extra wrinkle that's been a saturday afternoon game last few years yeah i think that's an espn game actually one of the fan one of the family networks might be espn too actually yes I remember, uh, actually, I think it was, we'll get into PCRI in a future podcast, but one memory, and I, you might have been at that game as well, when I think Ben Bentel got the uh, famous putback at the yes, end there. that's right. That was a uh, ESPNU game. Yeah, so that was it, a night game at the, at the Ryan Center, too. But yeah. uh, we'll switch our gears, so we'll look at our final team that you know, Will and I kind of cover on a very fairly close basis. It's, that's, that's the Brian Bulldogs, uh, kind of uh, similar to... URI second year head coach Jared Grasso is uh, back and a lot more comfortable I think this time around I had a chance to go up to practice on Friday and uh, you know the Bulldogs you know, still have some nice pieces left over from the uh, Tim O'Shea era but a lot of young, young young and a lot of new faces on this Bulldog squad this year so I'll advise you when they play Brown on Tuesday night at the Chase Athletic Center do yourself a favor and pick up a program yeah good plan yeah I mean Bryant you know, the first year coach thing last year and a little different than David Cox, who was in the system, was running a lot of the same stuff. You know, Jared Grasso came in with, with a whole new, whole new vibe, whole new look, and you could you could see a little bit that it was a team that didn't quite fit his style and what he wanted to do. Bringing in some more guys this year who who fit that style and the returning guys, you've got to think they're they're a little more used to it. They know how they want to play now. Well, one of the biggest issues for Brian a year ago was point guard play, and that had to do with not having Ikenna Aduba. He missed the whole year with a uh, season-long shoulder injury that they kept thinking maybe it would get better, maybe it would get better, but then it was decided, you know, we're just going to cut our losses here, get the red shirt. He had surgery. He's been a full go all since, like, basically summer. I expect him to have a great bounce-back year, and also, too, uh, he's got his running mates once again with uh, Sebastian Towns and... Adam Grant, two guys that have been through the wars quite a bit. That's a great nucleus. I mean, <coughs> the year Sebastian Towns had last year uh, was pretty fantastic. Um, and, and Grant was kind of a, a breakout performer for them. So that's a really nice group to build around. Uh, and if, if they can get some of these other pieces going in the right direction, they may be able to make some noise in the NEC. In preseason, they were, they were you know, projecting the top half. Yeah, they were. The key to me, though, is uh, Juan Cardenas. He was a newcomer a year ago, uh, a junior player, didn't play the year before. He was a, a defensive stopper, about 6'7", lengthy, long kid. But um, as time went on, he became more comfortable offensively. I think if Bryant's going to have any chance of, like, maybe getting a home game in the NEC playoffs, he's going to be the factor of Juan Cardenas. There you go. 
Um, yeah, so, and Bryant opens the season against Brown. Um, so that's uh, our first Rhode Island matchup of the year. And the Bears will be also kind of looking for a good year this year after being in the mix in the Ivy League last year. Um, so we'll see what happens with them. They'll also be taking on URI uh, later later in the non-conference portion uh, toward the end of, end of December. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the wrap from our season preview of uh, the Bryant Bulldogs, the PC Friars, and the UR Rams. Uh, we encourage you to get out to many games as possible, and we'll be back next week. We'll talk a little bit more uh, high school football playoffs as uh, the brackets will be solidified by then. Absolutely, and uh, we'll, we'll be watching some basketball Tuesday night and talk about that too. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening.